This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 19th of February. In your Squiz today, Facebook's news ban, Vaccine Monday, the US freezes, and a weekend of tennis. This is your Squeeze Today. Facebook Claire yesterday removed Aussie news content from the platform. That means the Facebook pages of the country's big and small news providers were simply made blank yesterday morning. Before we get into the hows and whys, let's start with what this means for Facebook users. So those people listening. If you try and share news articles to your friends on your news feed, if you try and put it up on your own page or into Facebook groups, whether you're on your desktop, whether you're on your mobile phone or any other device, you'll get an error message. And that means that you won't be able to view or share Australian or international news content on Facebook. Something clearly went wrong with the algorithm yesterday, given pages like the Bureau of Meteorology, the Royal Melbourne Hospital and community groups like North Shore Mums, which got a lot of publicity yesterday, were initially included in the purge, but they were later restored. Claire, this fight really is between our big news publishers, so we're talking News Corp 9 and others, and the government, and Facebook. This move is something Facebook has been threatening to do if the new media bargaining code, which would see them pay for news content, passes through the parliament. That appears now likely to happen next week. So Facebook did as they said they would. They did. And Treasurer Josh Frydenberg, when he announced what the government was going to do back in December, laid the case for that move. He said that there needs to be some balance restored for legacy media businesses to be able to survive. And that's because advertising revenue and the way it's allocated is really different these days to what it was in the past. For every $100 of online advertising spend, 53 of it goes to Google, 28 to Facebook, and just 19 to media businesses and others. So that really has seen a big whack of revenue that the media companies were getting go to Google and Facebook. At the core of this is the value of journalism. So the government and the news publishers argue that digital giants should pay traditional news media businesses for generating original journalistic content. Josh Frydenberg, our treasurer, says, and this is the quote, this is critical to maintaining public interest journalism in this country. Speaking of Frydenberg, Claire, he immediately jumped on the blower to Mark Zuckerberg himself yesterday. But despite the chat, it seems neither party is willing to budge. Not at this point. Certainly what Frydenberg and Prime Minister Scott Morrison said yesterday was that Facebook's move was arrogant and that they were very disappointed by it. Uh, Labor backed that in as well. It said that it was the coalition's mess to fix, but that Facebook's move would have consequences for Australians who wanted credible news from credible sources. As for Facebook, it's really an open question. They're unrepentant so far. They went on to do quite a bit of media yesterday to talk about why they did what they did. But whether they're willing to be labelled as a bad actor that's just going to stand on principle for refusing to pay for news or whether they just don't see Australia as a big market and they don't really mind because news isn't a driver of revenue, we'll really need to watch this space. Yeah, definitely a watch this space kind of one. It's the first legislation of its kind in the world. Scott Morrison yesterday said he won't be intimidated by this act of bullying by big tech and reports are it's a matter he has spoken with leaders of other nations about. 
Defence Minister Linda Reynolds-Clare provided some details to the Senate yesterday about the aftermath of the alleged sexual assault of former staffer Brittany Higgins. There's been plenty of questions, Clare, about how it's possible no one told the Prime Minister. As you say, there's lots of rabbits being chased down holes on this about who knew what and when, but most importantly, what support was actually provided to Brittany Higgins in the aftermath of her alleged attack. And uh, there's growing calls for Reynolds' resignation with some coming to the conclusion that not enough was done. And yeah, lots of questions too about what Prime Minister Scott Morrison's office knew about it. He has said that they found out no earlier than last Friday. The Australian this morning has published a text message from a friend of Higgins saying that he had told the Prime Minister's office just after the alleged attack. There's lots to this one. Linda Reynolds was quite emotional in Parliament yesterday when she spoke. She did say, and this is the quote, that at all times to me, Britney's welfare and her right to privacy were paramount. Scott Morrison announced that there will be an independent review into the workplaces of the Parliament and its staff. Monday, Claire, is when the first Australians will be given the COVID vaccine. There's more details now on who is first in line. Yeah, quarantine and border workers are going to receive the first doses on Monday. Uh, Also, there's a plan for 240 aged care facilities in almost 200 towns. They've been carefully selected by officials. This is a massive logistics feat. Of course, the need for very cold storage for this Pfizer vaccine means that they need to set up hubs where there are those facilities so that they can keep the vaccine cold enough uh, and therefore not ruining it. As we go forward, lots of excitement about it rolling out further. Yeah, so the health recovery has begun. As for the economic one, the employment market grew for the fourth consecutive month in January with the unemployment rate dropping to 6.4%. 93% of jobs lost in March last year have now been recovered. That polar vortex, Claire, sweeping across the US is wreaking havoc. Texas seems to be the most impacted. Two million people there without power. It's an incredible story about what's happening in Texas. Mm. It's the only state in the US to have a deregulated power market and it's really fallen over in this cold snap. There's lots of people, if you get online, don't post it to Facebook, but if you get online and see articles of people really freezing in their homes, there's lots of concern for the welfare of people there. Experts say Texas has created an electric grid that puts an emphasis on cheap prices over a reliable service. From Texas, Claire, to space, we've talked a little bit about NASA's Perseverance space mission. It's headed for Mars to try and find life. It's due to make contact this morning about 8am. It's been on the road for seven months, Claire, so a big moment. It is, and what NASA needs to sustain is the seven minutes of terror from when it enters Mars' atmosphere and then has to really slow down so it doesn't slam into the planet. About 50% of previous missions have failed to get to Mars, and NASA has better statistics because it's had more successful landings than other nations. But yeah, fingers crossed it's not a done deal until it's done. Space enthusiasts, Claire, can watch the landing and view an interactive map of the rover's movements. A link to do so is in your episode notes. Sounds like something you'll probably do. Oh yeah, I'm in. To the tennis and Serena Williams lost to Naomi Osaka yesterday. She was quite emotional in her post-match press conference. Cue retirement rumours. 
Yeah, and she's so close to getting to an incredible record. She has 23 Grand Slam singles titles. Margaret Court has 24. So, yeah, getting mm. close to another Australian Open final, which would see her level the greatest of all time, would just be heartbreaking. Of course, Naomi Osaka, who is just a complete fan of Williams, uh, really interesting to see her talk so fondly of her, but she's into another final. Yeah, she'll play American Jennifer Brady in the final tomorrow night. And as for the blokes, we still don't know who out of Stefanos Tsitsipas and Danielle Medvedev will play Novak Djokovic for the title. That semi-final is tonight. Squeeze the day, Claire. Today is the anniversary of the bombing of Darwin in 1942, 79 years ago. Uh, I'm looking at interesting timing today. There's a Senate inquiry into media diversity in Australia that kicks off this morning at 9am with Kevin Rudd talking about it. That's a bit topical. Very topical. (laughs) To finish off this Friday, we haven't had a recipe in a while, so chicken curry it is. (laughs) I've had this craving for this particular Malaysian chicken curry that is so easy to make, but it is a little bit fancy than just getting your paste out of a jar. But yeah, take all the glory for just a little bit of effort it's a good one when claire says so easy to make just take that with a grain of salt those who are chefs as <laughs> i do every things time in a blender you hit blitz it's not that i don't hard. even have a blender claire oh gosh <laughs> that's all from us today that link to that recipe will be in your episode notes as always thanks for tuning in enjoy your weekend we'll be back on monday We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more, and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.